0: So we're starting a brand new series, yeah, good morning. We're starting a brand new series called Umbrella. Listen, um, if you've ever been caught in a rainstorm without one, okay, let's rephrase. All the ladies in the house, I know that every good chick flick, there's at least one scene where the guy and the girl get caught in a rainstorm without umbrellas and they're drenched from head to toe, and they're smiling, and they kiss, and it's like water everywhere, you know. It's just like, but in real life, in real life, right, nobody likes to get caught in the rain without an umbrella. Nobody. And, and this, this is not just limited to humans, okay. I have video proof. Do we, are we got that ready to go? Can we just show this really quick? Um. Okay, she's making a run for it. I love that. I love that last girl. That's me. That is me in the rain without an umbrella. Every drop that hits me, I'm like, you know, are you that way? And the thing, the thing about umbrellas and, and is crazy is with Wendy and I, wherever we go, when we need an umbrella, it's usually where we're going to go. So, like, if we're in the car and we're getting ready to run back in house, the umbrella's in the house. If we're in the house and we're going to run into the car, it's in the car. Always, 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 always. This is a perfect picture of this series of God's protection in our lives. This is the perfect picture of how God wants to protect you and I as we walk through life. He wants us under the umbrella. Um, The worst part about having an umbrella is not having an umbrella, not having it open to protect you when the rain starts to come. And so throughout this series, this is what I want you to remember, that umbrella. This is God's plan for your protection. Now, this morning, week one, we got to just kind of lay some foundational work, okay? So here's what we typically think. If I say covering, like God wants to cover us with an umbrella, if I say covering, usually what we think is, well, of course he wants to cover me because I'm a bad person, right? I've sinned and my sins need to be covered. But what I want you to see first, okay, first you've got to get this, is that God has always had a plan to cover us. He's always had a plan to cover us. Now, let's go on a really quick Bible trip, okay? Um, You got, if you're taking notes, jot all these scriptures down. They'll be up on the screen for you, but just jot them down anyway, okay? So Genesis 2.25, this is way back at the beginning of the Bible. Genesis 2.25 says this. Now, the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. Now, this is the South, so I want to make a really clear distinction. It says that they were naked, not naked, Okay? I think if you're naked, you probably should feel some shame, okay? Because anyway, when I did clear this with Sydney. I asked her if I could tell the story. I love this story about Sydney. When Sydney was like three years old, um, she had this, this space heater in her room. Um, we have an old house. It's kind of drafty. And so she had a space heater in her room, and it would just like you know, go back and forth and blow out hot air. And so she named everything. Anybody here name stuff? Have you named your car? Okay, so she named this the Toasty Warm. That was the name, and I know it's cute, toasty warm. And so one night I'm giving her a bath, and she gets out of the bathtub, and she was shivering so much. And so I said, because I'm a smart dad, "Are you cold?" And she's like, "Yes," you know. So she, I wrapped her up in that towel, and I said, "Run to the toasty warm! Run to the toasty warm!" So she comes out of the bathroom, runs down the hall as fast as she can. Three years old, she got right in front of the toasty warm, threw off the towel, and went. Listen, they were naked and felt no shame. And we have a hard time processing that, okay? So let's, let's lean into some theologians, okay? If you read theologians, here's what they'll say. That because mankind was created in the image of God, they were able to be naked and not feel shame. Now check this out, Psalm 104, 1-2. to Here's what it says. Let all that I am, praise the Lord, O Lord my God, how great you are. You are robed with honor and majesty. You are dressed in a robe of light. Now, y'all have got to know that God is not in heaven with his bathrobe on, right? But he is clothed in his glory. So commentaries and theologians, many of them will say that when Adam and Eve were created, yeah, they were naked, but they were actually covered in the glory of God. Right, So what happened in Genesis 3-7? Well, the Bible says after they ate of the fruit, at that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. Do you remember having the dreams that you were in school in your underwear? Or worse, right? It was kind of like that for them. Like everything's going great. They're they're naked. They don't feel shame. They're covered. I want you to see this. God has always had a plan to cover us. So they're naked, but they're covered. They don't feel any shame. And then they step outside of what God intended for them. They eat of the fruit, and suddenly, it doesn't take long, right? Suddenly they were like, oh, snap. They realized they were naked. And what did they do? So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. Sin removed the covering and they tried to replace it. We'll talk more about this in a minute, but can I just drop this, this thought in your head so you can kind of chew on it? Even today, mankind knows, apart from God, that we're not covered. Even today, we still try to cover ourselves. We know something's not quite right, and we try to cover ourselves. But God, um, we just sang about this, his reckless love, his mercy, 321, Genesis 321. And so the Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. Even in their sin, God in his mercy covered them. Okay, so are you with me so far? We're only like three chapters into the Bible, but they were created. They were naked without shame because they were covered in his glory. And then they sinned, and that covering was removed, and they tried to do some quick um, sowing and put some fig leaves together, they got the biggest leaves they could find, right? And they put them together and that didn't really work that well. Can you imagine a wardrobe of fig leaves? And then God, in his mercy, covered them in animal skins. He's always had a plan to cover us. And so those animal skins, they pointed to a greater and better covering. So if you're in your Bible, flip all the way to the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 1 through 4, because the, the, the the animal skins that they wore covered them but then God also instituted if you've been reading through the bible with us this year you've read this so many times about the bulls and the goats and all that they had to kill the sacrificial systems and all that kind of stuff so that they could cover them with blood and once a year there's like the day of atonement and like there's a lot of blood right a lot a lot of animals being slain so that that covering can remain and we read about that in Hebrews chapter 10 verses 1 through 4 here's what it says the old system The sacrificial system, the old system under the law of Moses, was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come, not the good things themselves. The sacrifices under that system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. Verse 2 If they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have been stopped. For the worshipers would have been purified once for all time, and their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. But instead, those sacrifices actually reminded them of their sins year after year. So every single year when they made sacrifices, instead of that sacrifice covering their sin forever, it reminded them that they always were sinful. See what I'm saying? Verse 4, For it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. That's the temporary plan to cover us. But Hebrews 9, 12 talks about the permanent plan. With his own blood, this is Jesus, with his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever. God always had a plan. He always had a plan to cover us. And that plan was Jesus. Always. I know it's kind of weird to think of it like this. But Jesus is our umbrella. We don't think of Jesus as an umbrella, but He is. And God always had a plan, and His plan was to cover us in Jesus. Always. Right now you're thinking, will he preach the entire sermon under an umbrella? And the answer is no. (laughs) Jesus is our covering. Um, Maybe you've been in church long enough to hear phrases like, these are weird phrases, covered in the blood, right? Um, Maybe you've heard phrases like washed in the blood, and you've thought, what does that really mean? The blood of Jesus spilled at the cross Washes away our sin. It covers our sin. That's where that comes from. So, this, even this morning, as you receive communion, you might have heard somebody that was serving you say, The blood of Jesus, you know, for you, it, it, it washes away your sin. The blood of Jesus covers your sin. That's where that comes from. Jesus is our covering, and so what he did at the cross covers over our sins. Way back to Genesis, right? When man was first created, and they were covered in the glory of God, and they messed it all up. And God killed some animals, gave them some skin to cover them. That was a temporary covering. Every time they they sacrificed animals from that day forward was a temporary covering until Jesus, the permanent covering, could come. And Jesus is the umbrella. Jesus is God's plan for your protection and for my protection. He is the permanent plan. All of us, listen, all of us are like Adam and Eve. All of us are trying to figure out how to sew fig leaves together. And everything we do apart from Christ, listen, even believers, can I just we be real for a second? Everything we do apart from Christ to cover our nakedness, is us sowing fig leaves. And we've gotten good at sowing fig leaves. We try to earn a little bit more money. Money could be your fig leaf. We try to cuss less. We try to smoke less. We try to do less bad things and more good things. And sometimes all that can be is just fig leaves. We're just trying to sew together fig leaves. Just less of that and more of that. And however we do it, we are the ones trying to cover ourselves And God never intended for you and I to cover our sin. He always intended for Jesus to be our covering. Always intended him to be our covering. But the fig leaves missed the real question. Here's the real question about umbrellas and authority and covering. And so as we go through the month of October, we're going to start hitting on some of these themes, right? So uh, authority and covering. But before we can get to that, we have to ask this simple question. Whose plan are we going to trust? God's plan or our plan? Maybe you've heard this story before. I love it. The captain of a ship looked out into the dark night and saw a light in the distance. And so immediately he had a signal man send this message. Alter your course 10 degrees south. And he immediately got a reply back. Alter your course 10 degrees north. The captain got mad because he's a captain. And he sent another message. Alter your course 10 degrees south. I am a captain. And soon the reply came, alter your course 10 degrees south. I am Seaman Third Class Jones. The captain sent one last message. Alter your course 10 degrees south. I am a battleship. And the reply was, alter your course 10 degrees north. I am a lighthouse. Listen. When we talk about something like coming underneath an umbrella, we talk about alignment between two objects. If one of those objects does not move, the other one has to. And so the question we have to ask ourselves here on the first week of Umbrella is whose plan are we going to trust? God's plan or our plan? And God's plan is not changing. He's not moving. Some verses for you just to jot down will Blitz through them. Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Malachi 3.6, I am the Lord and I do not change. James 1.17, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. Isaiah forty eight. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. Not just God, but even his word stands forever. It is not changing. And so if God is not moving, if he's not changing his plan, if his plan has always been Jesus, and isn't this the biggest umbrella you've ever seen in your life? It's huge. If his plan has always been Jesus, then the question we have to ask ourselves is if we want protection from God, Are we going to trust his plan under the umbrella, or are we going to trust our own plan? That's the question. It takes trust in order to step up under that umbrella and be covered. And and if you think back to the first time that you gave your heart to Jesus, when you decided to follow Jesus, here's what was happening. You and I were making a decision that I'm not going to trust my own way. I'm not going to try to figure this out myself. I'm not going to keep sewing fig leaves together to cover up my nakedness. I'm going to trust God's plan, and I'm going to come up underneath His umbrella, and I'm going to walk with Jesus. Just like, man, the last time you were caught in the rain without an umbrella, if somebody had shown up and like, "Hey, get up under here," what would you have done? I'm good. I'd have run up under there, bumped them out of the way, possibly, right? Get up under there. I would want a big umbrella. And so when we stepped under this umbrella to follow Jesus. This was an, a, an act of trust, right? But here's what I want you to see this morning, and this is what we have, to, we have to establish this on the first day. It doesn't just take trust to step under the umbrella. It takes trust to stay under the umbrella. Now, would it be great, I'm kind of half-joking, if the day that we follow Jesus for the first time, we could have just died and gone to heaven? Yeah, you're like, I'm not quite sure what to say about that, Pastor. I don't think I appreciate you nearly as much as I did before you started, right? So what I mean by that is, have you noticed it's actually hard to stay under the umbrella? That the minute we received Jesus, the minute that we said yes to him, that we said, you're going to be the Lord of my life, and I'm going to step up under that umbrella, if we could have just gone to heaven then, like just died and gone, Right? then we wouldn't have had to walk with Jesus. And I'm just humbly submitting this, y'all. Walking with Jesus, it's a little bit harder than people say it is. Right? And here's why. Because when we stepped under this umbrella, can I get somebody to come come help me? Lizzie, come on, Lizzie, come up here. Are we good right here? Yeah? Step under my umbrella. Thank you. I need you to do me a favor. Come back here. Come on. Can you hold this umbrella? Okay, turn and face everybody. Lizzie's gonna be God now. Don't you feel good about that? She's she's liking that. She's like, I am God. So listen, check this out. Let's back up a little bit. Here we go. Come on. Back up, God. I'm giving God commands. It's not scriptural. Okay. So When I decided to follow Jesus, I stepped up under this umbrella, and that was an act of trust. Yes? Are you with me so far? And all of us agree about that, right? We all agree. This is fun. It's kind of shady up underneath here. Now, as I'm following Jesus, here we go. I'm walking with God. And God, he does this all the time. God zigs when I want to zag. So you just go that way. Go ahead. Stop. This is why it would have been good if we could have just gone to heaven. Because this happens all the time. God, it says in Isaiah 55, 9, his ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. God has another plan, and it's not just a plan for my salvation. It's actually a plan for how I live my life on this earth. And when he moves, this is the moment when I have to decide whose plan will I trust? His plan or my plan? Now, here's what most of us do. Turn to your neighbor and say, this is going to be about you. Here's what most of us do. Are you ready? But God, but God, can, can you, um? will you come with me? Because I'm getting wet over here. I'm, it's raining, and I need you to come with me because we're going that way. Oh, see, she already knows what God says. Did y'all hear that? She's like, why don't you just come over here? Okay, this is the portion where I need God to be quiet in the sermon. Thank you so much, right? (laughs) Okay, all right. Non-interactive part. So, listen, now, I'm going to really hammer this home, okay, because I I don't think we realize that we do this, but here's what we'll say to God. But, God, this would make me happy, and you want me to be happy, God. So, it's this way. We need to go this way because that's going to make me happy. Yeah, and that's what God, God keeps talking. He never stops talking. Never stops talking. Never stops talking. Never stops talking, right? So pick your favorite sin, y'all. And we know when we walk out from underneath that umbrella, don't we? We know when we're walking with God and all of a sudden, like He's gone that way, He zigged when we was when we zagged. And we have a choice to make in that moment. Here's what I want you to see: the first big idea of the of the series. If we want God's protection, we have to trust his direction. We have to go where he goes if we want his protection. What we typically do is convince God to come with us because we really do want his protection, but we want to do our own thing. And that's a hard reality. Thanks, God. You did a great job. Here, God, I'll walk you to the steps. Come on. Here we go. Y'all can give her a big hand. Thanks, God. <laughs> wow. Have you been playing God most of your life? Because you're good at it. <laughs> um, a long time ago, I mean, this was, I think, way back in a coffee shop. Phil preached a message on, um, you talk about being tethered to God. Do you remember that? And and just, some, you know, have you noticed like the best metaphors, you just can't ever forget them. Like, and so he talked about a ski boat and a skier on it with a tow rope. And that when we're tethered to Christ, Jesus is the ski boat and like wherever, you did say this, I'm not making this up, right? You're like, sure, I think I said it. Yeah, yeah, angels were there too. She's like, yes, he said it. So like when you're tethered, like a skier, wherever that ski boat goes, that skier is going to go, right? So you're tethered like the ski boat goes left and the skier goes left and then right and then right. So I want you to take that same mental picture, okay? Take that same mental picture, and I just want you to go vertical for a second, not in the ski boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rocket ship. No, no, that's not what I meant, okay? I just want you to see the tether and go vertical because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about being under the umbrella of God, under the umbrella. So he actually has a plan for your protection and mine. And it's that we would stay connected under his umbrella. So wherever he goes, we will want to go with him. If he goes right, we're gonna go right. And if he comes left, we're definitely gonna come left, even if we really wanted to go right. So every time God does something that you think isn't the best, and can we just pause for a moment and unpack that statement? Every time. The God of the universe, who knit you together in your mother's womb, does something that we don't think is best. Are you with me on the the craziness of this statement? Who are we to think we know more than God? We do it all the time. God, that's not what you wanted from me. No, no, you it's going to sound like I'm and I'm really not trying to meddle, okay? So just give me some grace. I'm just trying to, like, you definitely want me out of this relationship because I am not happy. You definitely want me to have a better job that pays me more. I'm sure you do. Bring the umbrella this way, God. Come on. No, no, don't, don't lead me that way. I don't want to go there. Let's go here. Every time he does something that we don't like, We have to make a decision. Are we going to trust his plan or our plan? Every time, I know this doesn't happen to y'all, but it does to me. Every time we read a Bible verse that we don't really like, we have to make a decision. Do I trust his plan or mine? Every single time. If we want his protection, we have to trust his direction. So, when, when he's going one way and we're going the other, we have to ask ourselves the question, who, <laughs> okay, who knows more, me or the God of the universe? Who do you think? I think it's God. Don't you think it's God? See, you didn't want to answer out loud because you see the insanity of our lives, don't you? We all know that God knows more. But in the moment in our lives, we're convinced that we do. And when we think we know better and we go our own way, I just need you to hear this, and you'll see this in the weeks to come, we actually step out of God's plan for our protection. He's over there with an umbrella, and we're over here getting wet, all because we think we know more than he does. We have to start to trust that maybe God sees a little bit more than we do. I love these little games. I got some pictures, um, so I want you to just kind of see how the perspective it changes everything. So um, I think we got like maybe four or five of these sets. So you're going to see a picture. Let's do the first one. So you'll see a picture is kind of zoomed in, like this is zoomed in on an object, and you can we can This is interactive. You can tell me what you think it is. What do you think that is? A cinnamon bun? Oh, dude, I'm so with you. It's wrong, but I'm so with you. Cinnamon? I don't think it is. What is it? Almonds. Yeah. Almonds. So, so you're you're kind of getting the picture of it, right? So if we see something. Here's something else. What do you think that could be? Are you moving closer to see? Oh, <laughs> it was just funny. He just started moving. I was like, um, well, if you need to get closer, that's fine. So, tape dispenser. Yeah, I love it. Derek's in the back. He's like, if I just move, Paul will stop talking. That's fantastic. So, that tape dispenser. I think we have a couple more any idea? Nemo, right? No. Yeah, Phil got it. Phil was all over that. He was like, it's a crayon. Y'all thought it was a crown, but it's a crayon. Just, I got you southern slang. I got you. Can you even see that? You're like, that's the lint from Paul's black jacket. Well, I don't have a black jacket, so no. What is it? An eraser. That might have been the last one. I'm not sure. Do we? Is that it? Oh, one more. It was a battery. Yay. I thought we'd give you one at the end just to kind of wrap that thing up. Perspective is everything, y'all. Perspective is everything. And we we understand that when God says, hey, you're sinners and you need to be saved. And we're all like, because we're from the south the Bible Belt, we're like, yeah, we got that. So I'll step up underneath that umbrella and we'll get saved. And sweet, Right. But he's not just got perspective when it comes to your soul for salvation. He has perspective when it comes to your soul for life. And so when he's leading us under this umbrella and he goes a direction that we don't want to go, the question is, will we trust him? Will we trust his direction? Will we stay up underneath this umbrella? And in the weeks to come, what we're going to find is it's actually hard to do. People step out from this all the time. All the time. But that's not what God wants. He wants us to stay under this umbrella. He wants us to have his protection. Maybe you're here this morning and um, your life has taken an unexpected turn. Not Lizzie playing God, but the real God has taken a turn that you did not see coming. And you're here this morning and you feel like you're just getting wet. You're wondering, where where did God, where did he go? Surely he would never have gone that way, but he did. And this morning he's asking you this question. Will you trust me enough that I see the bigger picture, right? I see the tape dispenser when you only see the sharp edges. And will you trust me enough with your life to continue to follow me? Yeah, I got you. I've saved you. But will you continue to follow me and trust my direction? just bow your heads Close your eyes Would you ask God that simple question God will I follow you No matter where that umbrella goes Now you could be here this morning And you've never made a decision Even to step up under that umbrella I mean you are A master at fig leaves And you have been sewing them together For a long time now But this morning you realize that No matter how hard I work no matter what I try to do, I'm never going to be able to cover the nakedness that I feel in my soul. And I need a Savior. I need somebody to cover my sin. And Jesus is that person. And you might need to make a decision to be saved this morning. To step up under His umbrella to protect you for, for your salvation. And then there's, I'm sure, many here this morning. And you're, you're walking with Jesus. But today, you're at that crossroads Where you've got to choose to continue to follow Him, even in a direction that you never saw coming, so that you can have that protection. And I'm just going to ask you to respond to that just by raising your hand. If either of those apply to you, would you just raise your hand and say, That's me? Thank you so much. We're just going to pray this morning. We're just going to pray for believers this morning who are following Jesus, who need to stay closer to Him who need to trust Him. This means that the job you go to tomorrow, you're trusting that God placed you there. This means that the family that's causing you heartache, God put you in that family for a reason. We're saying to Him, God, we trust your direction. We trust God, this morning, we just want to say to you that um, we don't always understand your ways. Man, Isaiah was right when he wrote that your ways are higher than ours. Your thoughts are not like our thoughts. And we don't always understand the things that you do. We don't always understand the direction that you move. But this morning, God, what we're saying is, even if I don't understand, God, I need you. I'm not going to try to convince you to come my way. I'm not going to try to convince you that you as the God of the universe don't know enough about my life to make a decision that will benefit me in the long run. And so even when it hurts, and God, I know that in this room this morning, there are people here who their hearts are hurting because life has changed and taken a turn And they don't understand. God, we are saying this. We choose to trust you. We choose to trust your plan. You always had a plan to cover us. And it's not something you came up with on the fly because we messed up. You always had a plan to cover us. And we thank you that Jesus was the plan. And this morning, whether it's for the first time or the millionth time, We are choosing to put our lives in your hand and trust you to lead us and guide us as you see fit. In your name, Jesus. Amen.